स्मार्ट यू आर लिसनिंग टू अमिंट प्रोडक्शन प्रॉट यू बाय एच टी स्मार्ट कास्ट आई एम प्रसिद्ध बैनर्जी एंड आई राइट अबाउट टेक एट मिंट एंड दिस इज टेक्सेट्रॉडकास्ट वेर वी टैकल सम हॉट टॉपिक्स इन टेक्नोलॉजी एंड ऑल्सो बस्ट सम मिथ्स टूडेज एपिसोड इज अ फन वन Over the past year or so there's been a lot of talk about India's upcoming liberalized space policy. The Indian Space Research Organization or the ISRO has existed since 1969 and in those 50 plus years the country has never allowed a private firm to conduct its own space missions. Essentially ISRO had a monopoly of sorts on the space sector as far as India was concerned. This changed on November 18th when a company called Skyroot Aerospace was allowed to send a rocket called Vikram S up in space. The mission was a landmark since it marked the opening of India's space sector to private firms. Skyroot's mission was hence aptly called Prarambh, which in Hindi means the beginning. Opening the space sector to private firms takes some of the load off ISRO, allowing the research organization to do what it should, that is explore space and conduct research just like America's NASA. This strategy has been employed effectively by countries like the US over the past decade. In fact, with companies like SpaceX and Blue Origin, the US has the largest market share in the global space market today. With the liberalized space policy, which we heard will be official in a matter of months, India is expected to invite private firms into the space race, and Skyroot is among the front runners to capitalize on this move. If you haven't guessed already, this episode is about that company. I spoke to Pawan Chandana who's the co-founder and CEO of Skyroot Aerospace. Pawan is a mechanical engineer from IIT Kharagpur and he worked as a scientist in ISRO's rocket design center for about 6 years before starting his own firm. Before we recorded this episode my producer Ankita and I were really worried that a scientist like Pawan might make things too technical or scientific. But he actually did a really good job of simplifying space for us and what Skyroot is doing. We discuss things like why India needs private space firms in the first place, where the country stands in the global scheme of things, what Skyroot's future plans are, and the Vikram S rocket in itself. I think you'll find what Pawan had to say very interesting. So here we go. Pawan Chandana from Skyroot. 10 9 8 7 6 5 4 3 2 1 So, Pawan Chandana is the co-founder and CEO of Skyroot Aerospace. Welcome to Techcetra. Thank you. Thanks a lot, uh, Prasidat. It's a pleasure to be here. Looking forward to the conversation. You know, you did something that has never been done before. You conducted India's first private space mission. I just wanted to start there. What does conducting the first private space mission for India mean? Why is it? Why is it significant? Why is it such a significant development for the country? Yeah, so as you may be aware, you know, so I mean, uh, ISRO has been there for the last uh, probably you know 60 years uh, since the 1960s, uh, whether when the Indian space program has started, uh, and you know, it's the first time in history, you know, after ISRO, a private company designed, built, and launched a rocket to space, and uh, also like it's a momentous achievement uh, considering that the government has unlocked the sector to private players just a couple of years ago in 2020. and uh, you know and also like uh, we may hear a lot about spacex blue origin you know a lot of uh, emerging uh, private companies across the world and uh, in fact we are very proud of their achievements as well so it's the first time an indian company 
has built a world class uh, uh, you know space vehicle uh, or a rocket and launched to space uh, you know within just a period of 2 years and also the same time when the policy has started in the country uh, you know allowing private players to build their own uh, you know rockets and satellites and launch so this uh, is a very big event that it opens up a much wider uh, frontiers uh, in india's uh, uh, you know space history and that's where like uh, you know the recent vikram s launch and uh, what we call it as praram mission is a great praram for a new era in the uh, space sector in the country got it but tell me something why do we need private firms to come into this space sector in the first place what is the relevance oh, that's of a- it? Yeah, that's a very, very good question. In fact, uh, you know, as you know, India is among the top five spacefaring nations. You know, just imagine the entire world of space community, and India is in the top five countries uh, doing a space program. You know, our budget is like you know close to two billion dollars every year, which is one of the largest uh, you know space budgets in the world. And uh, you know, we have been like all over uh, with great milestones and achievements, like with the Chandrayaan mission, Mangalyaan, you know, going to the moon, going to the Mars, and first time, you know, making it a success. You know, several, several accolades uh, to the India space space program, which is like top five in the world. But it's also, uh, you know, if you look at the space commerce which India does, it's less than two percent of the global market. You know, so even though we are top five uh, technologically. Uh, but still like you know our uh, share in the global uh, space market is less than 2% and that's where uh, you know the government thought that we have an ecosystem of almost like 60 years uh, you know a lot of talent lot of manufacturers a lot of infrastructure built in the country in the form of launch pads test facilities you know etc etc so so government thought that you know we should increase uh, this pie, which is just two percent right now, to a much larger uh, pie in the global uh, space ecosystem. You know, the ambitious target is to reach uh, you know at least ten percent of the global space market, and that requires opening up of uh, the space uh, of the private sector because the private sector core focus would be commercialization of space, while the government space agency, even though with a lot of accolades. Its core focus is doing government missions, you know, launching satellites for the government, for national needs, for the common man, basically. So, so we wanted to extend the, uh, you know, reach of, uh, uh, you know, space technology and also like space commerce beyond the government, which only can be done by the private space sector. And that will result in, uh, you know, increasing our India's share from 2% to a significant number globally. Got it. When in other sectors, when we sort of say that, you know, India's share in this sector is increasing, we imply that there is a sort of an impact on, say, GDP, there's an impact on the economy. Is that how it goes for space as well? Uh, when we say that, let, let's take a larger pie share of this market. Uh, is is that how it goes? Uh, will it? How does it impact the economy? Yeah, so in fact, it uh, it impacts in various ways. You know, first is it contributes to the GDP, and also a contribution uh, of a strategic sector like space. You know, goes a long way you know, because without space uh, today we cannot imagine life uh, because it makes our life better through great communication services, through you know direct to home television, GPS, you know whatnot. You know, today we are uh, highly dependent on space-based services, and tomorrow in next five years, you know, space-based internet for everybody becomes is going to become a reality. You know, and lot and lot of lot more space services are going to come up uh, for everybody. So it impacts. First thing is that it affects human lives to become better. Number one, and it increases our GDP to an extent. And uh, number two, and also it 
creates a higher competency in a strategic sector like space you know because space is uh, you know something which every country uh, needs you know because space is also you know something uh, going to in fact uh, less than 10 countries in the world can build their own rocket and launch to space you know so that's the kind of uh, strategic sector where uh, where every country needs that sovereign capability of space access because space has no boundaries and space has so many services which we all depend upon and we cannot any country cannot risk not having a sovereign capability of going to space uh, so becoming very competitive in this uh, particular sector which is very important uh, uh, strategically for the country is a very big moon and also generally a lot and lot of high tech employment lot of pride to the country and in fact like uh, our mars mission has uh, become uh, a poster boy for india's capability on a global scale right so several uh, things involved here in addition to commerce you know there's a lot of strategic reasons why space is very important and we need to be competent in the global scale you you mentioned space services a few times here right uh, i understand skyroots the first mission that we all covered and has been widely covered actually uh, that was a demonstrator mission so what's next what are these space services that say skyroot would be involved in what do you plan going forward to start off with we'll be launching uh, satellites to space and more specifically small satellites to space you know in the next 10 years it is estimated that you know over 40000 uh, satellites will be launched to space uh, and majority of them will be commercial satellites and almost 80% of them will be small satellites that is like satellites below 500 kilograms and just like our smartphones satellites are getting uh, smaller and lighter and uh, you know and next is a generation of uh, uh, you know lot of satellites and satellite constellations that means thousands and thousands of satellites to be launched uh, uh, to space offering lot and lot of services when it comes to communication earth observation navigation you know etc etc yeah, right so all these services need satellites to get into space and also satellites do have a, li- a lifetime of you know 5 to 10 years so they need to be replenished and the more and more new and fresh satellites with fresh technologies need to be launched again to space so it's a very good cycle of launch uh, requirement uh, uh, on which the entire space industry is based out of and our focus is basically to getting these small satellites uh, which are defined as anything below 500 kilograms from earth to space you know so that's the uh, core uh, it's more like you know transportation service from earth uh, to space is what we you know, focus on and we believe that is the key to space uh, that is the uh, that's where like our focus lies mostly on space launch service we often hear that you know even a company like apple today wants to launch satellites because they have to provide not not necessarily launch but they want satellites in space to provide services on their phone so when you say there will be these commercial services with respect to communication and earth observation and so on are these the kind of missions that we are talking about if if not specifically apple yeah so so one of the biggest application uh, like you mentioned is communications and in fact like only 10% of the earth surface is actually covered with cellular networks that means you will get some sort of connectivity through your smartphone or a mobile only on the 10% area of the earth the other 90% is traditionally covered with space and will always be covered with space uh, so that is uh, you know that's where like space becomes very active uh, for uh, you know communication on earth across uh, the you know entire earth surface uh, and another uh, big advantage or like you know big application of space is earth observation so that means like the satellites have cameras or you know in various frequencies they image earth 
every day and these images are used for by many industries you know, for example it is used for urban planning it is used for disaster management it is used to detect uh, gas leaks in their oil pipelines it is used to uh, detect encroachments from space it is used by defense for uh, monitoring the borders you know several several industries use this space based images because a satellites give a synoptic view that means it gives a very large view of earth and it gives an understanding of what is happening for various industries and that itself is a multi-billion dollar industry uh, today and uh, so basically these number one is uh, communications and number two is earth observations are two big applications which we call traditionally call space services and uh, in next five years basically uh, there will be like 24 by 7 you know coverage you know that means every place on earth will be you know monitored through space based satellites probably almost every day at very high cadence and also most will get internet from space quite often directly from space without needing the terrestrial infrastructures and you know 50 billion plus devices will be covered through you know iot from space you know so a lot and lot of exciting stuff which is going to happen in the next 5 years which will be fueled by uh, what we say is the small satellite revolution where like you know satellites become smaller cheaper you know and the launch costs go cheaper so this creates a new economy of uh, space-based services which benefit uh, mankind like never before we often hear in the us and all them talking about even things like space tourism and all is that also part of this entire all of these goals that you guys are looking at yeah, 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 absolutely. In fact, like one of the potential future space markets is space tourism, uh, you know, because everybody wants to spend a day or, you know, maybe a few minutes in space, right? So there is a natural curiosity and natural fascination. Uh, you know, to go to space for everybody. You know, however, today it's extremely expensive and very unreliable. In fact, that's the reason why only astronauts uh, are hailed as national heroes because they risk their lives <laughs> to go to space, right? So today it's uh, quite expensive and uh, uh, you know not so reliable that uh, all of us can uh, you know afford it and sit on a rocket and go to space. Now, however, uh, now with the kind of technology leap which is happening especially in the space launch segment where uh, more and more uh, innovation is happening and more and more rocket launches are happening every year. Uh, so we'll see a point where it becomes so reliable and so affordable that everybody can uh, one day afford to go to space and space tourism becomes a big reality. And in fact, a couple of companies uh, pushing very big is one is Virgin Galactic and the other is Blue Origin, who have just started, uh, you know, did their first few flights and uh, you know, rolling out their uh, commercial space tourism packages soon. True. And you mentioned the expense here, right? Space has been an expensive sector. Things are becoming Correct. cheaper as economies, like sort of we hit economies of scale to an extent. And India's pitch here seems to be that, you know, we will provide more low cost services, right? But does it yeah. work the same way with space as it does in other sectors? Because this is a very high, I mean, the safety requirements are much higher. It's not like we can just use another material in place of what is being used. Correct. So the low cost pitch, right? Yeah. Is there yeah. a limitation to it? Is there a limitation to what we can and cannot do? Yeah, yeah. So, so today, you know, there is a low cost pitch, uh, uh, you know, in the same way as, you know, what is the advantage in the IT sector, for example. You know, so here it's a cost efficient to build uh, you know, let's let's say a software from India because India has like you know very cost-effective 
uh, engineers a very large set of engineers who could build like great software uh, so it revolution has happened yeah, as we all know and that you know fuels our economy in a large way you know the same advantage also exists in space because we have like a good amount of uh, skill base available in the country which is very cost effective compared to other nations so that naturally gives a cost advantage uh, you know similar to what we have in the it sector even though it's deep tech but still you know that kind of expertise exists in the country thanks to isro for 60 years you know it's been building that capabilities uh, for the country so number one and number two is of course the cost uh, just because of the uh, effect cost effect to manpower or the engineering talent developed in the country even though that's a good advantage uh, but still you know this the even more important is to innovate on the technology to build a better technology than uh, you know the competitors or the competitive competing countries or competing uh, companies you know is very very important so basically what what i would say is that typically uh, first importance should be on innovating to the best which will reduce cost like for example using more efficient materials more efficient uh, fuels uh, more better architectures in building uh, you know, space vehicles or spacecrafts you know etc etc so using cutting edge innovation you bring the co- uh, cost down and number two is anyway of course be as cost effective by the nature of the country itself that also has anyway uh, on the background is going to by default give a good cost advantages when these both come together i think uh, that's where uh, uh, we india has a great advantage in the international market that being a very innovative and cost effective products and solutions in the space sector i think the no it's very difficult for uh, many people to compete if both of these equations go well with any company or any uh, any kind of uh, product or service coming from india and i want to understand how it is like to be a startup in this sector you know you're you're competing against at a global scale here right you're competing against companies like spacex and blue origin which have existed for a quite a while now the billionaires backing them the huge funding you know from from that entire perspective what is it like to be a startup here is there a hurry because geopolitically cosmodrome has been shut down is there a hurry to get services out there how long what kind of sort of road maps are you building for yourself if you could explain all of that yeah yeah sure so so in fact space is a global market and uh, so always when whenever we build a product or service it is always for the world to uh, you know have that product or service it's it's typically a very global market so whenever we build any product we have to think globally and uh, like you said you know we have to compete with the best in the world but but what we believe is that you know oh, for example spacex is a 20 year old company blue origin is i think almost like 22 year old company it started in 2000 and even virgin is you know started uh, more than a decade ago so so all these companies have been they making strides over the last uh, you know close to 20 years but of course you cannot get into the market doing the same service and building the similar kind of product uh, so that's the reason why you know uh, what we are building is something more niche you know something you know for example 20 years ago there was no uh, small there is no burgeoning small satellite market but today there is you know that today there is need for dedicated launches you know where like a uh, uh, customer says i need to go to a specific location at a specific time in a specific schedule you know where uh, typically these big rockets uh, by spacex or blue origin would not uh, be their ideal solution for right so we are addressing a niche market uh, you know which uh, which will be unique 
highly differentiated and then has potential to generate you know good amount of revenues and build a solid model out of it on top of that you know expand the total addressable market as we go further uh, you know so we have what we believe is that as a startup it is being it will be very extremely challenging but uh, uh, you know we have to identify those niche areas to serve and uh, you know show our competence and then you know uh, ca- capture a good market share in those segments right so it's it's a pretty challenging and very exciting journey which we are, we are after and in fact for example if skyroot becomes you know successfully start launching satellites to space in the next few years i think we will be one of the uh, you know front runners uh, in this segment even not only in india and the world as well i also want to talk about the vikram s rocket itself right uh, when Uh, when these global companies came up with their rockets we often heard like you know oh spacex's falcon the falcon rockets falcon 9 and so on are these very innovative new rockets and my understanding is that vikram s also has some very niche and i mean specific qualities about itself right could you explain how the vikram s rocket itself differs from maybe what regular launches go by yeah yeah so so basically you know in, when we started off in 2018 uh, our core focus was to develop vikram 1 you know which is an orbital vehicle uh, which will launch satellites to orbit which has a capacity of close to you know 300 kilograms to put into oh, you know orbit uh, however as we uh, you know did our progress and then as we made uh, you know our uh, manufacturing and then like you know when we started building we realized that uh, we need to build another vehicle Uh, where we can test majority of the technologies uh, you know and then in fact like uh, uh, go to build a rocket which will reach space and which uh, tests almost 80% of the technologies of vikram 1 uh, and then in 2020 Uh, you know that's when uh, uh, we started uh, designing uh, vikram s as a test bed in fact it's more like a test rocket to test uh, most of the technologies going into vikram series of uh, uh, space launch vehicles or vikram series of uh, rockets uh, and that's when uh, we started off and uh, in fact uh, within 2 years from when we started uh, we successfully launched uh, to space you know which is like over 80 kilometers and then did all the necessary uh, testing uh, which was required and also like carried uh, three uh, uh, payloads from customers as well uh, along with the vehicle and then launched and what is different in this vehicle is that you know just like the other vikram uh, vehicles uh, this is an all carbon fiber structured uh, built vehicle you know that has the core structure of the vehicle is built with carbon fiber making it india's first uh, in the space sector and also one of the uh, first few in the world uh, you know to use all carbon fiber uh, you know rockets and also it uses uh, 3d printing uh, in many of the components uh, which go into the rocket etc so we are using two advanced technologies uh, you know making it lighter better more efficient and also a very low cost test bed uh, you know for testing majority of our technologies and in fact like we are very proud that you know within 2 years we were able to launch uh, and then succeed in the first launch itself which is the rarest of the rare uh, events in uh, uh, you know even in on an international scale and then we are able to get lot of data from this launch which will be which will be very useful uh, over the other uh, orbital vehicles vikram 1 2 and 3 which we are uh, uh, actively developing and going to launch in the next few years what is this data that you will get from these from from this launch what what kind of yeah. data are you taking 
yeah, so just to go back, so basically Vikram S is more like a, uh, a space vehicle, but it doesn't go to orbit. That means uh, it doesn't put satellites into orbit. Orbit is anything where it will sustain. The satellite will stay there for a very long, for a few years, you know, maybe five to ten years into orbit. That requires giving the satellite a very large velocity, something like, you know, uh, close to eight kilometer per second kind of velocity needs to be given so that the satellite can orbit. But this rocket, uh, whatever we launch, Vikram S is a smaller rocket, you know, it goes to space, that means it crosses 80 kilometers, uh, uh, you know, but it doesn't sustain, it then falls back uh, into the sea. Uh, so it's just a five minutes uh, mission, you know, from launch to splashdown, it is just five minutes. In these five minutes, the rocket is subjected to extreme environments, you know, for example, vibration, a lot of heat which generate, gets generated uh, by a rocket moving at uh, five times the speed of uh, sound. You know, so a lot of so basically, what we test is uh, all the thermal protection systems, which requires, to, which protects the rocket to that portion to space, and you know the aerodynamics which uh, need needs the uh, which the rocket needs to uh, you know uh, go through as it launches uh, to space is gets validated, and then the lot of electronic packages you know which we, which will be used to do various functions in the rocket like the power systems, like the you know, batteries, and there is telemetry. The rocket needs to send data back to uh, ground that's where you know you get all the data uh, back on what how the rocket is performing so that's a call a telemetry system so the telemetry system is also proven here and there's a tracking system where the ground radars you know for example we launched to sierra Cota. so sierra Cota has like very cutting edge uh, radars which track the rockets even at very high high speeds and very far away you know even the rocket goes more than uh, you know 80 kilometers it can track it you know that needs a very active signal uh, you know coming from the rocket which needs an electronic package you know so like this several systems almost like 12 different uh, you know electronic packages are uh, tested on this your thermal protection system is tested you know, all the carbon fiber structures the technology has been proven the same that the propellant uh, the chemical propellant which is used to create the thrust in the rocket, uh, you know, the same propellant will be used in the other Vikram series that also has been proven, you know, successfully. And then, you know, uh, all our design methodologies, uh, testing methodologies, all get validated through this, giving huge confidence on our further launch vehicles. And because the vehicle is going to space in fact like there is one one of the payloads is uh, given by Space Kids India, you know, which uh, also launches regularly on uh, uh, ISRO vehicles, you know, they put their payload built by students across the world, you know, and they, you know, measured uh, various data you know, uh, also through this launch uh, uh, from, you know, Earth to space and then back to Earth. You know, they got very good data for their experiments, uh, student experiments as well, right? So it's, it's been like a very good uh, uh, vehicle which gives us a lot of, it, it tests a good amount of systems and if you add it looks like you know almost like 80 percent of the tech which goes in the other vehicles uh, orbital vehicles gets tested in a very low cost uh, you know vehicle uh, which in a five minutes flight if i'm looking at it correctly the first mission was sort of a proof of concept right it was a demonstrator Correct, showing yeah. that yes we can do this so how long does Correct, it take yeah. will it take you to go from say a proof of concept to the actual final you know now we are space ready we can take missions we can just yeah. sort of do a regular cadence. Yeah. Yeah, sure. Uh, so basically, and in fact, like one more point, additional point, which I didn't mention is in fact, this is also test for 
getting an authorization for a rocket launch you know which is as difficult as building and launching a rocket you know it's as difficult as uh, rocket science to actually get uh, the proper authorization you know insurance liability and all the legal formalities in the government first time for a rocket launch because india has a lot of international liabilities as well as a space faring nation all needs to be met and then uh, it's legally something has to be launched from the country it's a very very uh, tough problem to solve and vikram has launched has actually undergone all that process to launch which established a new you know process of uh, launching something extremely complex as a rocket from a country right that is also a test uh, you know as a pilot for creating capability that in india you know even the legal regime even that is solved to get into the market so that makes us more market ready than ever before uh, and having said that uh, now that vikram has is a space proven vehicle and it is uh, now proven to go to space and do uh, the necessary experiments etc uh, now the next our core focus is uh, you know in a much larger revenue generator which is vikram one which launches satellite to orbit which where the you know ripe market exists today uh, so that we are targeting within a year from now you know so vikram has is launched uh, you know this month and within a year from now is when we want to launch vikram 1 which will put commercial satellites into orbit and from then on it's like a problem to solve is to reach orbit successfully and then sustainably uh, you know produce more and more rockets in a way that you can do more launches per year and so more number of customers per year establishing ourselves as a very uh, a good uh, you know player in the international market and uh, do as many launches as possible so, so that you know good revenues can be generated uh, to sustain the development going forward got it will you manufacture your own rockets are you are you setting up manufacturing as well yeah so so partly we do uh, but you know of, uh, for the first uh, couple of uh, you know launches a good uh, portion of it is uh, you know manufactured outside uh, with our uh, you know vendor partners uh, whom we work very closely with uh you know however like you know we'll uh, be doing more and more in house manufacturing as we go further and uh, get into mass production phase got it so we we have the first private space mission now we uh, the other day agnikul did the first private uh, launch pad was inaugurated so in this entire journey of sort of privatizing india's uh, space sector so to speak w- what is next what do you expect will be next and what is required from here on yeah so so next is you know i think one big uh, you know change will uh, happen when we regularly start from india you know uh, the private companies regularly start uh, launching satellites on a regular basis you know maybe like probably uh, when we reach one launch a month uh, that i think is a great great uh, a significant milestone because today i think only us does it only private companies in us today do it no other country and also like uh, you know bit of a chain and china it's like very thin line between the government and private agencies but still i think uh, in global sector i think only us uh, is properly doing it and then you know we entered that uh, big league of uh, countries where the capability exists and you know because the market demand exists then there is like sustainable revenues coming into picture that builds a very strong global space company from india uh, so having uh, you know launch vehicles you know launch pads and then launching regulated to space uh, you know and on top of this is one segment of the market the other segment is launching satellites for example uh, recently dhruva and pixel have launched uh, you know satellites to space now, 
they are small satellites and then you know more and more companies launching uh, building their own uh, small satellites and launching them you know will increase overall space market and competence uh, for india's uh, private sector and uh, so basically launch vehicles is one sector and uh, satellites in one sector and the third big pillar is the uh, space services that means like using this satellite data uh, you know to providing service to the consumers you know like you were asking uh, uh, you know how it affects the consumers so one thing that time i discussed was communication but still the lot of consumers who use space based images image analytics you know for example the farmers you know, the farmers know uh, get to know where the pests if the cameras uh, in on satellites actually can detect where the pests are there on the plants you know and they also come to know when you can irrigate the plant you know if they can through thermal for example infrared sensors you can identify when the plants needs to be irrigated when they are dry that you know you need to irrigate them you know this can increase the food production by almost 30% you know etc etc but of course today don't they don't use it because it's expensive service but as the services get cheaper it becomes probably open to all farmers and also the fishermen find the right uh, you know locations to get fish through you know satellite uh, uh, images and then urban planning is done uh, you know based on satellites you know so all these services need companies to analyze these images come up with analytics come up with uh, uh, you know intelligent details out of this which will uh, what we call it as uh, something more like an intelligence out of this which will uh, help a lot of industries to do what they want to do more effectively right so three pillars launch services building satellites and then these satellite services which will go to the uh, you know several industries and common man so all these three pillars will uh, are uh, you know equally important and there are uh, private companies in all the three sectors in the country all are growing at a very fast pace and when all three become uh, you know quite mature in the next two three years which we believe will happen it will become a very good strong uh, space economy coming from the private sector in india of course this is sort of the beginning right we're at a very nascent stage when it comes to space uh, could you put that in context in the global context where are we uh, you know how 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 long will it take for us to go from that say 2% to uh, 10 and then 20 and so on yeah so so in fact like as i mentioned before as a space faring nation that means from the government point of view or the capability point of view we are already in the top 5 nations in the world you know so only when it comes to so that means the technology exists the capability exists everything exists uh, so that's the reason why in fact you know for whether it is skyroot or other companies who are like doing good in this uh, sector all all of them are being uh, built on the infrastructure and the ecosystem which has been built in the country which is the top 5 in the world already so it it makes us easier to get to the market which will happen in the next 2 uh, to 3 years but when it comes to how much uh, what's pie in the international market we can get it is i think uh, depends on the success of how the private companies uh, you know grab uh, the international market and you know sustainably uh, be able to raise uh, capital you know because it's a capital intensive uh, uh, you know domain and then you know build products which are so innovative that uh, you know they compete on a, a global scale and then uh, have a larger sh- uh, share overall so maybe like i think aspirationally i think it would take probably close to uh, 10 years to reach the 10% mark uh, because uh, the sector is very competitive but even reaching 10% of the global scale by a country uh, by one country itself is a very very aspirational achievement i think which can be achieved but the success of which which will be only seen by the success of the companies and the kind of 
internal market also which we can generate the one is capturing the internet, international market the other thing is how much market we can generate as a company uh, you know as a country uh, overall is also what matters the the moment that grows even the overall share also grows because domestically you will have an inflow like you know for example china has a very interesting uh, domestic market per se which is pretty pretty very large so that also a good domestic market and also larger uh, percentage of the global market together can create overall 10% uh, probably within within a decade from now should be a reality and how much of this depends on the space policy which we've been hearing that it's in the works it will be there in a matter of month now how much of this yeah. success depends on the space policy coming yeah so so in fact like space policy is more like uh, a pathway to do whatever the space companies private space companies want to do you know so even uh, so it is in the very final phases and you know even before uh, the space policy comes uh, the government already started authorization for example we got authorization to do a rocket launch and right? multiple companies got authorization to launch their satellites and payloads right so because authorization already has uh, come even without the policy i think there is no stopping the private sector to grow anyway but once the policy comes in it becomes more and more structured where like more players can have a, it's a streamlined way of getting approvals and authorizations in a very uh, quick and fast way so that the come uh, the, uh, the industry goes so basically policy is more like a window or a pathway uh, you know to achieve what we need uh, but uh, you know once the government has announced that itself means that you know there is no limit or there is no uh, uh, limits uh, of any anything what can be held uh, can be done in the country basically in the private sector uh, you know point of view so policy coming itself is a uh, event that uh, anything can be done in the private sector uh, of course with the uh, proper uh, authorization with the proper due process you know so i think even without the policy uh, of really being rolled out authorizations are being given with the ministry uh, you know department of space uh, level where in space is a nodal agency for taking care of all all of that so basically the uh, the whole economy uh, the private space sector will be based on the policy which is going to come as a backdrop basically so that is that itself is required to even allow the player to do you know something which is already announced and already being authorized right now and then officially the streamlined policy is also going to come out soon last question pawan why space for you you're a you're a mechanical engineer from iit kharagpur if i'm not wrong how did you decide that okay we'll we'll do a space startup especially in a country like india Yeah, yeah, yeah. So very good question. So in fact, like while I was doing, uh, you know, mechanical engineering at IIT Kharagpur, I used to you know watch the news of ISRO launches and you know and SpaceX launches, etc., etc. And it was so fascinating for a mechanical engineer, uh, you know, to see rockets going to space. And I always felt that uh, you know rockets are the most challenging machinery or most fascinating machinery ever built by uh, you know humans right so that as a uh, engineer is always uh, very uh, infatuated by the technology per se and then uh, luckily uh, isro came to my uh, our campus at iit kharagpur uh, in uh, 2012 uh, which rarely it does and that year it has come and then uh, i thought you know I'd definitely have to get into isro and uh, uh, you know and start my uh, career into uh, these fascinating machines which i felt is the most adventurous and most challenging thing a mechanical engineer 
engineer could do and then luckily got into the vikram sarabhai space center of isro which is the rocket center of isro and there like the fascination for rockets have grown into an obsession which i put it as like over 6 years you know i've been part of the space program for the gslv mark 3 which is the largest rocket ever built in the country you know i've been part of i've been seeing uh, uh, you know various uh, great launch vehicles being produced out of india like pslv sslv you know etc etc right so with this kind of exposure you know, i thought and also the the kind of i realized the opportunity india has uh, you know when it comes to the cost when it comes to the innovation which can be done in the country when it comes to the capability and the infrastructure which already exists in the country so it was natural to me and even during the college days i always wanted to be an entrepreneur uh, and once i joined isro oh, naturally i thought you know when i realized that is a great business opportunity which can come which also like will help in the growth of the nation it was like probably like magic where like you wanted to be an entrepreneur then you were a rocket scientist and then you there is a great business case uh, you know for it which also like, will be like right for the country so everything came together and the result of all that is the idea to start uh, a, you know a company which will one day become a world leading uh, space tech company and that's when uh, skyroot started in 2018 and then that time there was no policy absolutely nothing there was no uh, you know aerospace company which has raised large capital you know it was all the beginning but of course we took the leap of faith that you know we need to start something really build something really really valuable and that's where uh, that particular leap of faith resulted in uh, for example the recent rocket launch which we all celebrated uh you know and then like uh, it gives great hope you know raise in fact raised a good amount of capital which people felt that it's impossible to raise you know people felt that there will not be uh, any policy which will enable launching rockets and we launched it uh, you know this month right so everything came together perfectly well just because of the initiative in 2018 where the fascination for rockets and getting into his store and then you know getting the domain expertise uh, and then like the great opportunity of india uh, you know right for us you know all that culminated into uh, till now the first uh, probably what we call the praram for uh, skyroot through this rocket launch but of course there is a long long way to go uh, for us to establish as a very strong international highly uh, competitive player which we all set to do in the next few years got it has it been difficult has it been difficult to raise funds is it still difficult are the big funders taking notice now oh absolutely you know it's one of the biggest challenge uh, would be in this sector is to uh, raise the necessary capital because uh, for example you know most of the funds have a thesis right so and space is never in the thesis of any fund when we started off you know when we raised our seed round there was no fund which had a thesis for space it was absolutely new and you know there was not even a policy for to back uh, investment for any by any fund you know and we were glad that we have been supported by entrepreneurs who could take that risk who had that vision like you know mukesh bansal etc who wrote our seed check uh, Uh, in 2018 and then you know anil and mahesh of greenco who led our uh, series a they all have been entrepreneurs of seen you know disruptive companies unfold uh, you know before them and and they have green seen great success in their uh, sectors and and then uh, that capital is what they you know reinvested in new entrepreneurs uh, you know in this space entrepreneurship and then it took good amount of time to go to come to a level where a large fund like you know gic global investor of global standards like gic coming in and putting a 50 million kind of a check in the sector you know entire journey has been 
super challenging at each phase you know whether it is seed stage series a series b every time we raised capital that was uh, the largest uh, capital raise uh, you know in the sector and it was it was basically uh, breaking those glass ceilings at each stage was very very challenging to go to a set of investors uh, you know uh, uh, showing them what is the value creation which exists in the sector and then making them believe that uh, whatever we are doing is pos- possible and it is at global scale you know etc etc it's been a very challenging journey especially on raising capital but glad that uh, you know that really uh, whatever we have done has really fueled uh, and culminated into a successful uh, rocket launch to space which is uh, by itself a very rare event in the industry globally Oh, and thanks a lot for joining us. This has been very, very interesting, and I really hope you take us all to space one day. <laughs> thanks, thanks a lot, Prasid. Wonderful talking to you. In fact, our core mission at Skyroot is to open space for all. You know, and one day, you know, our dream is to take uh, everybody to space. And thanks a lot for this wonderful conversation, and uh, all the best to you as well. Thank you. And that's it for this week's episode. Please do let me know what you thought of it and what else you would want me to cover. You can find me on Instagram and Twitter at Undertaker. Yes, you heard that right. That's U N D E R T E C H E R. You can also give us feedback at HT Smartcast. We're present on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. And please do log on to htsmartcast.com and listen to all of our productions. This was a Mint production brought to you by HD Smartcast. HD Smartcast.